Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just a quick note that today's episode features discussions about coercive control, unplanned pregnancy and termination. So if that's something that you don't feel comfortable listening to, then maybe it's best to skip this episode. Once again, we look to... The cards for an opener. Mm, yes, we found a little game called My Ex and it's got questions on it. What is today's yes, so question? Yes, flip one over here. Ooh. Oh, it's not a good one. It's right, probably right. not a good one. Hey, yeet. Uh, <laughs> it's a re- 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 Oh, yeah, no, that's not my, yeah. Okay, Elizabeth. Okay. And everybody at home can probably answer uh, with Elizabeth in unison. The beginning of the end was when... Dot, dot, dot. I started dating them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, to be, in all honesty, I thought you were going to say it was when he, he cheated. cheated. Yeah, that's where, that's where my money lies. Um, the beginning of the end was when... Look, uh, uh, if we're talking the most recent, well, not the most recent, but the biggest, yeah. most significant um, relationship, the beginning of the end was actually when I started dating them because it was at a time in my life when I was choosing between two people and I should have chosen myself yes, instead right. of the one that was love bombing me. Um, but when we started going downhill was when I started changing my personality so that I didn't upset him and that was yes, the beginning yes, of the yes, very yes, end yes, for yes, both yes. my sense of self and the relationship. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> so I was, but but sorry, but sorry to hear that. I as mean, well. look, it's my life. You can't say sorry that many times. Otherwise, everyone would just be saying sorry to me. <laughs> oh, um, do you have a beginning of the end? My, it's a, it's a, uh, my past relationship, and it's the real, it's the sudden realization that two people don't have that spark ah, anymore. Ah, yes. Where you could, we could have, uh, put the blink blinders on and. Conceivably, because you were married. comfy, just not zinging. yes, yes. So we could have really like had some kind of marriage and some kind of, but you would it would have been you would have been lying to yourselves, right? Yeah. But yeah, something. Nice. So, so I mean, not nice at all. That's no, horrible. No, no, but uh, yeah, good answer. So realizing that ah, oh, something that indescribable, the je ne sais something, quoi. Yeah, that's right. Something gone. Uh, has gone between you, and and it hurts, and and it sucks to sort of go. To, to address that. Yeah. There's no... Uh, what because I ha- no one's done anything horrendously right. wrong. I it's not you. It's not me. It's 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 the situation. In a breakup, you want someone... You want something to blame. Yep. You want to... You want something to... Yell. But no, there's no... There's just a... It's just a, an unfortunate winding down. And just, just because everyone at home was going to be like, what the hell was the question that you chose not to? I'm going to read it out, but we're not going to answer yeah. it. It was my ex's strangest slash saddest social media post ever was. And that's just... Yeah, I, I mean, my exes weren't really on social. Yeah, I'm not too old. (laughs) (laughs) So there we are, fun little opener here on Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. I'm Liz Best. And I'm Tom Harris. Lovely to have you all. We have a guest today and I feel like 
The question that we just asked is probably going to be addressed um, oh. in this story. So our guest today is the lovely Kate. Welcome, Kate. Kate. Hi, team. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I've actually got a really funny answer to that question. Great, well, do it. Yes. Um, the beginning of the end with one particular partner um, was when he texted me and the word now, as in I'm going to do that now, he spelt it with a K. No. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like his grammar was just abysmal. He was lovely, and but he was ick. just really daft. So I wasn't, I wasn't into it. Bless him. Bless him. I was like, oh, that's sorry. Fa- that's That's yep. fair, fair enough. Look, Is that petty? The like, weirdest things can give you the ick, though. Like, honestly. Yeah. I think I think everybody has certain things that are more important to them than other people, maybe necessarily. So to you, like grammar is super important, whereas to other yeah. people it wouldn't be as important. So that it's probably to someone else that doesn't give a shit. That's like, gee, that's petty. But to someone, I you, had a thing you know, where where an ex of an ex, well, I call him an ex. We kind of went on like four dates, but I stayed over and he didn't brush his teeth before we went out, like to do stuff. Yeah. We'd eaten. It's not like he was planning on doing it after brunch, and I was like, uh, uh, I got the ick now. Yeah, that's I don't want to totally put my mouth on your mouth. Hygiene ick is, is absolutely granted. Yeah. Yes, yes. Totally right. fair and valid. Kate, the rules. We yes. we have rules. I'm so sorry, but we rules don't. Rules are important. The, law, the lawyer says so, otherwise smack on the wrist for us. Um, so the rules are that we have to have an alias for anybody that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I've worked one out. Yeah. Great, Fantastic. great. And and we have to, uh, no threats on Mike. That's usually the third uh, rule. <laughs> yes. We'll do that second. later. Yeah. And yeah. Anyone, at, anyone playing along at home, because uh, this little wee podcast is actually quite popular and goes all around the world. World. So if you figure out who Kate is and who they're talking about today, uh, the story, the, the uh, no names, no release of information. Don't we don't want. Dick. We don't want emails. No because no. we're not about that shit. We're not about let's figure out who's who or what's what. We're about let's hear a story of human experience, probably where something went shit, and mm. what can we learn from it. That's what we're about. We're not about. The bullshit. Yes. Well, we're about keep your, you can keep your pitchforks and torches in the shed. Yeah, you keep them for another day. I mean, yeah. there's always a protest to go to. There's always something to rile against, but not us. Okay, not, please, yeah. <laughs> please, <laughs> if you can. please. No so the, that, yeah. there's our guests. There's right. the rules. Uh, now, I don't know. Kate, where are we starting? Situate us. Um, look, it was about. 10 or 11 years ago. Mm. Um, so it was about 24 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I just I just dive right in? Yeah, yeah, dive right in. Right in. Okay. Well, we. So I've been listening to the podcast a bit lately. Long time listener, first time guest. Love it. Um, and you've been talking about dating at work, and yes. this yes. this particular person was my direct manager at work. Ooh. Right at like the sort of per- my direct first manager. Yeah. Like he signed my employment contract when I started. Like his name is it everything. Um, Eat. On on a work conference, several beverages were had, and I went back to his room, and we hooked up. So, um, I'm going to call him Paul, okay? Because um, I don't think I've dated a Paul, so there's no like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it. Um, so we started dating, and I immediately had to change departments. Of course, immediately. Like, of yeah. course, yeah. you cannot. You cannot. Cannot. No. There are so many ethical violations with dating a direct report. Mm. Yeah. And how well, was that? In, how 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 was that instigated? Uh, did you? So was we we like okay. Like? So let's be realistic. We slept together a few times. It was just casual and no big deal. But when we realised that, oh, 
this might be something a little bit more than just casual sex. Mayhaps, yeah. Okay, well, he then said to me, look, is there another department that you would you know, like to work in so we can just look at a transfer? Or he said, I can look at a transfer if you're quite happy in your role. And I thought that that was lovely that he volunteered to go to another department okay. so I didn't have to. All right. And I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm happy to move because I think that I'd be good at this other job. And mm-hmm. he said, well, okay, well, you'll have to apply and interview and, and do all of that. He said, I can't pull any strings for you, but, you know, if you want to do that, we'll do that. Okay, good. I'm like, this is not quite as worrying as I felt like. Yeah, it's a wrinkle so of suspicion, I felt. <laughs> um, it was all really very mature and lovely. And so I moved to departments. Sometimes it was still weird because I was still an underling in the company and he was still in the management team. He wasn't my direct manager, Mm. but he was still in the management team. Mm. So every now and then he would come home really frustrated or upset and not be able to talk about it because I worked with him. It was just, yeah, it got a bit messy. And uh, did you have a, did you, Put a label on your relationship. Were you were you partners, or were you still at this stage casually hooking up? Look, we didn't really put a label on yeah, it until yeah. we'd been together for like a solid eight or nine months. That's fine. That's like it was okay. a while. Um, he had an ex-wife and three kids as well. Right. So I didn't actually meet his kids until we'd been together for about 12 months. So I'm guessing because you said you're in your early 20s that this person is quite a bit older than you. He was 12 years older than me. Um, But, I mean, I've always thought of myself as a little bit mature sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And he was, you know, a 30-ish something man. Yeah. So always going to be... 17, mm. essentially. Mm-hmm. No offence yes. to the gentleman in the room. No, no <laughs> um, I didn't flinch, my dear. <laughs> he, I thought he was still in his 20s when I first met him and then to realise that he was a divorcee with three ch- children, I thought, oh, well, I did not see that because he was, he acted younger. Um, so yeah, anyway, we'd been together for about a year, then I met his children. I thought that was really respectful for his kids as well to wait until we'd been together for 12 months to introduce us because he said I don't want my kids to be introduced to somebody who's not going to be in their lives for Mm. a decent amount of time Mm -hmm. and I thought this guy's amazing like that's really lovely and we went to the we went to a theme park which I thought was super fun because the kids were a bit distracted with all of the excitement and um and I was introduced as dad's friend. Yes, so, of course. We all know that one. This is daddy's yeah, special friend. This is daddy's special friend. I, I mean, at this point I was 24. I was working casually. I was bartending. So I'd had no qualifications, no full, full-time job. I was living in a caravan. Like, my life was a bit of a fucking mess, to be honest. Right. Um, so after we'd been together for about a year and a half we decided to move in together, Mm -hmm. which means that he already had his own home. And he said, look, would you like to come and live with me? And I said, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) My life is a dumpster fire at the moment. Um, I was looking at getting a qualification, going to to college and and learning anything really. But I just, I'd gotten comfortable with life and lazy, let's be realistic. Mm. And I just thought, well, this is, this is an opportunity for me to do something new and exciting and different and a step towards my forever. Um, 
everything was 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 great like we'd had a really good relationship our conversation was brilliant the way we communicated was mm. wonderful and like I, I, Liz is kind of waiting for the butt here. I can oh, see I always wait your for face the wait for the butt. I'm like judging each individual thing. I'm like, okay, well, this is not bad. Well, this is not bad. Well, this is not bad. Where's the butt? The butt, the big, the big butt is um, two years into our relationship, I fell pregnant. Right. He had um, told me previously, look, you know, I've got three kids. That's all I want. So I was at home. I felt a bit off. I felt a bit rubbish. And... Um, I took a test and I you knew he was 24, 25, never taken a test before, didn't yep. really, and it was positive. And I thought, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have any qualifications. Like, I I work a bartend casually at night. Like, I've, I can't support a child. And then throughout the rest of the day, I started to get really excited because I thought, well, maybe this is the direction my life is heading in. This is this can be really exciting. Mm. You know, I'm going to be a mum. I'm going to have a family. We'll get married. Everything will be perfect. And Paul came home from work and um, I sat him down and I said, look, you know, I've, you know, I've been feeling a bit off and I took a test and I'm pregnant. And the very first thing out of his mouth was, okay, well, you'll need to get rid of it immediately. There was no, well, Kate, what do you want to do? Yeah. How do you feel about it? Are you excited? How would you like to proceed with this? It was no. There was no, there was no allowance for me to feel anything mm. whatsoever. That's awful. I'm so sorry. Here's my, t- here's my, my, here's my uh, position and it is the position. That was it. Basically, yes. That's really mm. rough. I'm sorry. And i got to try not to get emotional with it. But no, I can understand. You can. I've put this in a box for so long <laughs> without like processing it. Um, I was numb that night because he didn't give a fuck. He did not care about how I felt about anything. Did you tell him how you felt at that stage? Or no. Or did you just say, okay. Be- because he, I wasn't given an opportunity. Right. It was, well, right, you're getting rid of it and I'll book it. And he did. He booked it for the following week. He said, you're going to have to take Friday, Saturday, Sunday off work. I was bartender. Like yeah. that was, but because he worked, um, but this, yeah, he worked mostly in the office and I moved into a different department. Anyway, I... I was a bit lost because I thought, well, this is a relationship that I've been in for two years Mm. with somebody I thought I loved and trusted and supported me. And immediately he's put this brick wall up. That's it. You have no choice. It's happening. So it happened and it was horrible and it was traumatic. And it was something that I just never, ever wanted to go through but I didn't really have an opportunity or a choice so after the termination um we kind of fell back into a routine with our relationship and about three months later I started feeling unwell again I took another test and I was pregnant again um can you recall it all (laughs) obviously there's a million emotions when you find it when you first take the test and find out but when you find out you're pregnant again and you've got to talk to the same guy again yeah. and he and you're anticipating his, as liz would say response. my heart fell out of my ass yes i can imagine 
I, I remember sinking to the bathroom floor tiles and I sobbed for probably a solid three hours oh, because I thought, I have just been through this. I, I can't do it again. I cannot do it again. Um, and I thought, well, maybe God wants me to have this child. Maybe there's a reason that I've fallen pregnant again. The reason I actually found out from my GP later um, because I worked shift work, I kept my pills in my car and this all happened over the summer months. Yeah, you really shouldn't keep medication over 30 degrees Celsius in my car. In Australia, it gets quite hot. Um, yeah, basically I cooked the medication and it was completely fucking yeah. useless. Fuck me, That's I had terrific. no idea about that. It says on the box. Fuck, I don't read the fucking Keep box. it at 30 degrees Celsius or below. It says it on the side of the box. My GP actually picked the box up and went... See here, thirty degrees or below. So that they were useless, and he, yeah, he didn't have any protection on his side. That was all on you. Yeah, because we were in a long term relationship. We were, you know, safe, and we were just pr- protecting against pregnancy rather than STIs. And mm. um, so I readied myself for him coming home from work, and I I didn't have to say much because he took one look at my face had obviously deduced very quickly that I had been sobbing for hours and he went, what's what's wrong? Because he immediately thought someone had died because I must have looked incredible. Um, Um. I was puffy and red and like just moist human, just horrible. Um, And I told him, I just just uttered the words, I'm pregnant. And he flipped out. He started yelling, you're trying to trap me. I can't believe you've done this again. Um, We can't go back to that first clinic because we'll look awful. And like he just, it was judgy and horrible. And I just sat there and took it. I just sat there. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm fucking furious. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. To, to, <sighs> to take the position of you're doing this to me like you really really poor how how dare i get pregnant unwillingly again i'm sorry he (laughs) impregnated you you can't do it by yourself (laughs) but i mean this is back when i i didn't want to rock the boat i didn't want to upset anybody and so he said right well you're gonna have to book it in this time because i'm not booking it in and this was 10 or so years ago when it was a bit more difficult to book a termination. Mm. Um, So we had to go interstate to another clinic because there was only one clinic in the town we lived in that performed pregnancy terminations. So um, we had to travel a bit. And I remember when I booked it, I was sitting in a supermarket car park in my car and I booked it over the phone and I hung up and I just, cried because I thought I would have been seven or eight weeks pregnant at that point and I just remember saying to myself I can't believe I'm gonna have to go through this again um I don't know how much detail I can go into regarding as much or as little as you'd like to and we can put appropriate trigger warnings on the start of the episode well there's there's two ways that you can do um a termination of a pregnancy and the first one is um they call it a medical abortion and where you take two tablets and the first tablet ends the embryo's life and the second tablet um, basically 
uh, makes you have a period and gets rid of everything. The second one is a surgical termination. And that's what I had both times because he said, well, I don't want you to like have a period and wipe and have to see it and then be all emotional. And um, I just thought, okay, whatever. So he paid the extra for the surgical termination where they actually put yep. you. They, um, they put you under and it's it's twilight sedation and yeah. So in the space of four months, I underwent two uh, abortions and stayed with him because I said to myself, he's been really supportive through this really difficult time. Looking back 10 years ago, I want to punch myself in the face and go, I know there's no threats on Mike, but I'm punching myself. It's fine. But- retrospect Kate it's fine um but I just want to shake myself and say you were just completely manipulated by this other human Mm -hmm. and you allowed it to happen and I was just an emotional mess like it took me a while to physically recover from the terminations because it puts a lot through your body um but I I put them in a box and I locked that box and I put that box right to the bottom of my soul and thought I'll move on from it. It's fine. Um, he then said to me, well, this never needs, this can never happen again. So I'm going to go and get a vasectomy. And I thought, okay, fine. If that's something you want to do to your body, fine. I'm not going to stop you. Can I, can I just say, like, I'm fucking furious mm. right now because I wouldn't go back and shake you. I'd go back and... I, yeah. <laughs> I know no threats on Mike, whatever, but I would go back and shake him and tell him to go fuck himself. Like that's that's past me. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not gonna go find him now and do it. But like no. holy shit, I am so fucking sick of Well, let's just say it, I'm so fucking sick of men thinking that they can have any jurisdiction over women's bodies. Yeah. Either way, like... I wasn't given a choice. I was I absolutely not given a choice. I am 100% in favour of women being allowed to choose, right? I am 100% in favour of being women not being allowed to, but being responsible for their own bodies. And the fact that you had terminations that were against your will is fucking disgusting i remember sitting in the clinic and they handed me the consent form and i hovered over it because i did not want to sign it because beforehand they do an ultrasound to make sure there's you know, something they in there make to you look at it too yeah, they make you look at just it. in Horrendous. case anybody just in case anybody who's listening does is not aware that when you go for a termination and this is not because i've had one myself i have uh, i took a dear friend to have one and she was beside herself because they make you look yeah. at the ultrasound before they do the termination. And then afterwards, what they said to her is they said, you should be fine, just take some Panadol. Mm. And she had a surgical termination. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You should be fine, take some Panadol. And the thing that shits me the most out of all of this is that this is this is, this is is never up for anybody else to discuss. If you do not believe in terminations, that's fine. You are allowed to not believe in them, but you are not allowed to force somebody else to have that belief. If you believe in terminations, that's fine. If you don't... That's fine, but you are not allowed to force somebody else to have that belief. And I'm just so fucking furious that that happened to you and that you had to go through that and that you felt like you had no voice to be able to say that that is not what you wanted. And I think that is just so fucking unfair. In that regard as well, though, I think it's so unfair when abortions are 
not made available to women who want them. Absolutely. It, it goes both ways. This is what I'm saying. I am so mad. I'm sorry I'm getting so worked up, but I'm just so mad that people think they have the right to govern other people's bodies full mm. stop. That's full why when stop. Men, women, non-binary people, deal with your own body, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't try and force somebody else. And the fact that he didn't even fucking ask you what you wanted to do no he just told me this is what was happening no i'm fucking so angry i'm so sorry kate also this is why when paul said that he wanted to get a vasectomy there was no way in hell that i was going to stop him like i drove him to the procedure and you know drove him home afterwards and then put peas on his balls and did all (sighs) of the lovely things that you know you should do sorry i mean even though i Drove him home from the procedure sobbing behind the driver's wheel mm. because it was absolutely not an option anymore. Yeah, between for the two of you. It was yeah, not an option. It was never going to happen because he'd had like a surgical vasectomy. It was done. So uh, the relationship was a bit, honestly, a bit rubbish for a few months. Um, but we. We got through it. We we coped and we fell back into step and the communication was good. The relationship was good. Everything was fine. I had put the terminations and all of that trauma into a box and put the trauma, the box away and I never wanted to deal with it again. Um, about, about year three into our relationship, um, he used to live in another big city and moved to where we were living um, we were out one night and a woman that he used to work with bumped into him and I'm going to call her Diana. Mm. And um, he was like, oh my God, this is incredible. I haven't seen you in about eight years. Amazing. Um, and it was like clear that they got along like a house on fire. And it was mm. lovely. I'm thinking, great, because he didn't really have a lot of friends. Um, he didn't go out much. And so like a week later, he said, I'm going to catch up with Diana. We're going to talk about like the old work and and all of that. And I thought, great, go for it. Oh my God. Yes. Live your life. Be amazing. (laughs) Um, A week later, um, I was house sitting for some friends and he came over and he was like, I'm going to cook because he was an amazing cook. Um, And this is back in the days when people had blackberries you remember, yes. remember Blackberry? Yes. Blackberry is very cool. Um, back in documentary my day. that's just come out about the yes. fall of Blackberry. I want, to, I want to watch that. But um, so when you got a text message or an email on a Blackberry, it just came up on the screen who it was from and what the message contained. Mm. So, uh, like with iPhones now and, and Android devices, you can it can be like you have a text message, yeah. very generic, very private. But with this one. It popped up on his phone and Paul was in the kitchen cooking and I was in the lounge and his phone was just on the counter and it popped up with Diana. Um, had an amazing time again last night. Um, have you spoken with Kate yet? And that was the content of the message. And Ooh. I was like... Heart rate must have tripled, oh, I reckon. Heart just out of us. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I just thought, these. you've got to be shitting me. Because I thought I did the math and I thought, well, no, they were supposed to have dinner last yeah. Wednesday, not like last night. Mm. And I, I kind of, I, t- I didn't even try to be sneaky about it. I just picked it up. I didn't even open the phone to read the message chain or anything like that. I took it. I put the Blackberry in front of him and I said, what's, what's this about? What does she mean by this? 
And his face kind of made that face when you're like, okay, we're about to have a very long conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, essentially, they had met up the previous Wednesday and then again the night before. And it made him realise that um, he would like to be with somebody closer to his age. So she was like in her mid to late 30s and had kids his same age and like a proper job. And yeah, so... On this on, on this here show, Elizabeth has brilliantly in the past brought out the the idea of stage difference in life as opposed to age difference. Yeah, so definitely. So your age an age difference might not even matter if it's a twenty if you're mm. both in a similar stage difference. So it's so he found someone that was in the same stage as like a similar. I agree to a point because I I was at that point where I wanted to do all of the things that he wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. I just didn't have kids and an ex-wife mm. like that's where it, it ended really um i said well what what do you want to do and he uttered these words to me he actually said this sentence to my face get ready get ready zane <laughs> sorry you, I'm don't, just prepping. you don't know i know <laughs> i'm prepping that button you, you tell me the words you tell cheeky. me those words okay? he said look I don't believe that humans are supposed to be monogamous. Okay, I'm not going to press the button. Yeah. I'm not going to. And I to. said... I feel like I want to, but it's the reason, the only reason I'm not pressing the button is because I know many people that successfully live in polyamorous lifestyles and yeah. are enjoying that lifestyle. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but saying yeah, but, I don't believe... Yeah, but, okay, give me the yeah, but... He's, that's just a, it's just a brilliant excuse, like a lovely convenient excuse that he can bring out of his back pocket. I know, but then yeah. if I, then if I say that about him, oh. I have to say that about everybody. No, and no. I, I already think he's a fuckwit. But we'd been in a loving, This is like, a discussion that you have Monogamous relationship for three Okay, actually, years. no, press the button. I've changed my mind. I would, I would believe, I would agree with what I just said before if you'd had this conversation, like. Two three months in, maybe maybe six months in, but no, you're having a yeah. Zane's pulled down the microphone. Yeah, I fucked up you've on this one. Bridge, Zane. You got Zane on yeah, the microphone. Oh, you've done yeah, it now. I'm fucked trouble. up at all. Okay. <laughs> this is a conversation you have before you sleep with someone else. Yeah. This is the that that's when you have the conversation. Yeah. Or before you point, want to sleep with somebody yeah. else. It's, it's, yeah. You don't do this when you're like, oh, we're breaking up. Oh, polyamory? Yeah, yeah. They hadn't slept together because I, I did ask that question and I said, so did you fuck her? And he was like, no, 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 no. We just kissed. And I'm like, that's No, I'm sorry. Bad, that's, that's, that's a hundred. No, fuck uh, that. That's, you put your face on somebody else's face and we're in a relationship. Do not do anything that you wouldn't do if your partner was standing right next to you. Exactly. It's a great rule. It's a great rule because if you've discussed yep. that polyamory is okay, mm. then kissing someone else is fine in front of your partner and they'd be like, whatever. But if that's not a conversation that you've had, then you're cheating. That's I'm sorry. A, yeah. You're cheating. You mashed faces without telling yep. you're cheating. So he he basically said, look, I've never thought that monogamy was a thing that I wanted but, you know, I did it with my ex-wife and other partners and with you. But I just, I want more. And I think he expected me to go, fuck you, I'm out of here and leave. But I was like, obsessed. Is it, is it clear by this point that I was completely obsessed with this human? Mm-hmm. I yes. wanted him in my life, no matter what. Like, I'd had 
two terminations. I'd allowed him to basically control my body in order for me to maintain a relationship with him. So I said, what do you need me to do to make you happy? And he kind of went, what What do you mean? I said, well, you, you've just said to me, you don't believe that humans are meant to be monogamous. What do I need to do to make you happy in a relationship? Like, do you want to experiment or do you want to break up and go and sleep with other people? And the look on his face was like chef's kiss because he totally did not expect that answer from me. Yes. He was expecting me to flip a table and leave. And, yes, he, he, and I was meeting him halfway and he kind of went, oh, I don't have Sorry, Kate, um, you weren't meeting him halfway. You were meeting him yeah, exactly where the fuck he was. He didn't <laughs> yeah, have to move at all. I'm sorry, my love. But he was expecting, in his mind, he was probably going, all right, I've been yeah. caught here. It's time for it. It'll all blow up. Yeah. And Kate's going to walk out of my life. She and can leave and I can, I can go and fuck Diana. So, but <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Because this is yes. something that's come up in a few places in this story so far. You mentioned um, at the start that you, are, that you consider yourself to be quite good at communication. Mm. What was it about this relationship that silenced you? silenced me with regards to that made you feel like you couldn't say what you felt in your heart I was shocked I was 100% shocked because I had processed the fact that I wanted to spend my life with this man and I wanted to have a family with him and he shut that down in my face and said you are getting a termination this is my decision you don't get a choice and I kind of went okay and I just I shut down. I did. And every time he came to me again with the, I don't believe humans are meant to be monogamous. I went, okay. Because I wanted him in my life Mm. over everything else. I wanted a relationship with this human because I genuinely loved him and thought he, like if bees had knees, he would be them. He (laughs) was just phenomenal. In my 25 year old brain, he was the most incredible partner I had ever had. How many had you had by that point? Oh, look, maybe half a dozen boyfriends, but like serious partners, maybe two. Um, And they they were rubbish, but like... Did he know that you were all in on him or was this... Did you keep it to yourself? But I just... Hard to know, hard to know, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, so he, he was a bit taken aback by that and he said, well... I would like to maybe experiment with swinging and maybe partner swapping. And there are some clubs and some places that we can go to. So obviously he'd already done the research and looked at the kind of lifestyle that he was interested in. And I thought, oh, fuck it. Why not? I'll give it a crack because, you know, I might like it. I might enjoy it. It might be fun. Yeah. Don't knock it till you try it is something that better if it was not coerced but give it a go and that that was one thing is that I completely felt like I didn't have a choice with regards to this it was like I want to do this and if you don't want to then you can't be in my life is essentially what he said to me so there's a couple of websites that couples can sign up as swingers or to invite a third into the relationship or partner swapping or whatever so we signed up there and we found there's quite a few 
clubs in our town. Who would know? In a small <laughs> town, um, there was a couple of clubs where you could go, pay a fee to enter, and um, either watch or partake and swap and do whatever. So I agreed, um, but I said we need to have rules. Absolutely. Yeah. Well done, yeah. you. Yes. He said, absolutely, I agree. First rule. Um, no I can break any of the rules. Yeah, that's no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, his first rule was no kissing. And I'm like. Oh, and that's what that's what he's already done, though. And that, Yeah, because I was uh, like, you fucking what? Yeah. All right, right. fine. Um, the next rule is nobody we know. Right. They must be people that we don't know or we meet online yeah, or we meet at the clubs. That. Pretty sure we knew Diana, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, so he's already broken both of his rules. Yep, great. <laughs> uh, fantastic. And the third rule, no doing it without the other party. So, oh, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> and kissed like, Diana while you weren't there. He's broken every single rule. As I'm not going to say, actually, I am. I called it. You've yeah. called it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, as he's telling me the rules, I'm thinking, you... Yeah, but you bit, you bit. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, but right. Yeah, but from now on, we're not oh. talking about the past. Starting now, from starting now, <laughs> we're not going to do all of these bad things. So, I, I did a hundred percent feel coerced. I didn't feel comfortable. I was so awkward. We went to this club, and there's all these people around. I'm a, I'm a bigger girl. I've always been a bigger girl. And this one club we went to, they were having a BBW night. Mm -hmm. And that stands for Big Beautiful Woman. And it's basically full of single men with big BBW fetishes and large couples and curvy women. And like, I, I felt comfortable because I felt like I was surrounded by women who looked like me. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, I didn't, I didn't want to be with anybody else but Paul. Mm. And Watching him walk around the room and like staring and ogling all of these other women, I felt so uncomfortable. So I proceeded to get completely obliterated on uh, white wine because it's all we brought. It was BYO. White girl wasted. I had probably one and a quarter bottles, which is, I mean, yeah, I want to say about 12 or 13 standard drinks, which is a lot, even for a larger girl. Um, And I broke one of the rules. I did. I kissed another girl in front of him because I thought that he would find it sexy because I was pissed off my tits. <laughs> I, I honestly... I mean, shit, he's already broken that rule, so I said yeah. this is your freebie, yeah. but apparently so I don't think he'll think that way. We started chatting to this other couple and she leaned in and kissed me and because I was rip-roaringly drunk I went with it and he got visibly angry and started to get aggressive and grabbed my arm and pulled me out of the room um and as we went downstairs and like it honestly it was a scene from a movie it was raining and he were angry and I'm like trailing out after him down the road going why are you so mad like this was your idea and it's like yeah. you broke the first rule and I thought I thought you'd think it was sexy because like he was one of those guys who was into girl and girl porn yeah. and all of that but apparently it's only sexy when he does it. he's allowed yeah, to break the rules but I'm not yep. so he was really mad um and it got to the point where the next day he left and didn't come back this is his house by the way like he did didn't come back he went and stayed with a friend because he was so mad at me because I got drunk because I felt like I was coerced into going to a swingers club like I I mean 
continued because he eventually came back and he said, if we're going to continue this lifestyle, I want you to not ever break the rules again. And I said, look, I think it's because I was so uncomfortable and I wasn't ready. Mm. And I felt like the only way that I would cope in that environment is to get blind drunk. Well done on try- on attempting to articulate this uh, those those thoughts and feelings to him. Good, well, good on you. My biggest concern at that point was, at what point is this not consent? Mm. Because I had to get completely drunk. Like I, I'm talking the most intoxicated I've been in my life was this night. Um, I'm not a big drinker. I can't really handle my alcohol and you know 12 or 13 drinks might not be a lot to some person but I I was unwell the next day like I wouldn't have blamed him for leaving to go to a friend's to be honest like and it was not pretty Kate can you recall at the time like consciously being like I have to fucking like, Absolutely. Just, I have to disappear from this I know. was so uncomfortable the only way I felt like I would have the confidence to be physically be in that room with those other people just, with my yeah. boyfriend of like three and a half years you know walking around and he was allowed to touch other women by the way <laughs> Like he was right. like the woman that I was Didn't kissing, the woman that I was kissing, he was grabbing her breasts while I was kissing Absolutely her. Press that that yeah. Yeah. Absolutely pressed that button. Absolutely pressed that So button. he was allowed to do that. So he was, and, then, and then after he finished having a grope, then he got angry at you. Because I kissed her and that was a rule and I broke right, the rule. Right, right. So he was like, well, let me just finish off my tit grab before I scream at you. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. I've got that fact stored away. He wanted to continue going into the swinger scene and I I couldn't. You Sorry, you've explained to him at this point that you had to make yourself blackout drunk to do this and yeah. he said, well, I, we're still doing this. Yeah. It's very poor. It's yeah. very, very poor. Uh, no, describe my face I, right now. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a vision of fury. The lips are pursed. Uh, the eyes are wide. Scary you eyes. The, you know? the only reason you can't see the steam coming out of my ears is because I'm wearing headphones right now. Mm, just, yeah. Her glasses would be steaming up. It's very fierce this, over there. Very this angry. whole four-year period of my life, this relationship four with years, Paul. Yeah, like it, he. I still think about that period as one of the best and concurrently worst four years of my life. Which is a shame. It's a shame. You shouldn't look back f- like on something fond. It's like super f- a moment that's super fond and you love and adore, but also it gives you like all these negative, really bizarre, was, horrible feelings. It was, mm. There was so much trauma in these four years because after we got pregnant the relationship was never really the same we kind of came back into step with being comfortable with one another but I never truly trusted him again to make the right decision for us he was a father Mm. he had three children and like when we started dating they were like 14 10 and 7 I think so I mean they were old enough to understand that dad had a girlfriend and there was this other person and I don't know what their mother was telling them Mm. but like it just I just wanted to have a relationship with this person who just kept trying to push me away constantly pushing me away constantly making me do things that I did not want to do I don't think he was pushing you away I think he was trying to see how much he could get away with and have you still there because I would I was 
so obsessed honestly and that that's one way that I can describe this relationship is that I was completely obsessed with him and all he wanted to do was control me mm. but at the time I didn't see it yeah yeah so uh, if it's not as if I chose not to see it or I I couldn't because I just your brain had love ex- goggles on. Couldn't accept that as a reality. Yeah. He can't not be in he can't not love me or be involved in this relationship. That's not that's not you, a possibility. Did you find yourself looking at things he did and not seeing the bad things and going, Oh well he did this good thing, so that means therefore Every day. Mm. Absolutely, every day. Vasectomy for you, yeah. So I never had to have an abortion again. I had to have two in the first place, (laughs) fucking because of him. Like I just, looking back, I've got so much retrospect about this horrendous relationship because he was so controlling and so manipulative, and I just wish that I could go back ten years and save myself from that heartache because it was just awful. I'm so sorry. That's like I just sorry. No, absolutely no apologies needed. I'm I'm so furious with this person that I've never met before that <laughs> Oh, I want to break my own rules so bad. So yes, bad. It, 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 it is I, I understand that temptation. It's Kate, I'm very very sorry that you were up to your neck in it with it with in a relationship you were all in you were your heart was in and you were like yes this is it but it's uh, if if you were to quiz this guy i don't i don't know how deep he ever really got with you and i don't I know, think I, it got to the point where i loved him and he liked me yeah that's probably a good summation of it like, oh, to be oh, honest, after my, four years, that's not fucking enough, no, mate. No, it's, no. Not, it's not good enough. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> no. it's not enough. Um, gee whiz. I'm so, and uh, how I, it ended? Yeah. I'll, 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 basically, we the communication was was broken from mm. from then. And um, what actually ended the relationship is one of my best friends got pregnant, and uh, my little ovaries went. Ooh, maybe we want to have children someday. And I thought, well, I can't with this person. And we sat down and I said, look, I don't right now want to be a parent, but I might want to be in the future. And he said, well, that's not something I can give you. So that was it. It was a very mature breakup. There was no mad packing and table flipping and fighting. It was like, I've decided that one day I want to be a parent. He said, I can't give that to you. On your way, enjoy your life. And that was it. Good. I packed a bag and honestly, I should have taken more than what I did. But I packed a bag and moved back in with my mum. I'm just trying to find some optimism. <laughs> At least it ended somewhat amicably. There was no uh, there was no screaming and yelling and histrionics, no. as, you, as you said. At least you guys I have a feeling if there had have been that you might have been pulled back in. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Probably. But I like my friend that was pregnant at the time, she said to me, look, you probably don't want to hear this, Kate, but I don't think that Paul's the person for you. I don't. I think that you're meant to be with somebody who adores you. And I'm happy to report that as of this day, I am with somebody who adores yes, me. Fantastic. And that's lovely. It really is. And... But you know, ten years ago, when your when your friend said that to you, did you 
were you angry at her for telling you or did you what did a part of you agree with her instant can you recall no because at that point I was ready to hear it yeah I was absolutely ready and she knew that I was ready she'd felt like he was a shithead for years mm. but she said look it's it's time and I was ready and I agreed oh great had anybody else through the relationship tried to tell you this when you weren't ready to hear it yeah both of my parents oh and what was your reaction? How did, they, how did they tell you and what was your reaction to it? My reaction was you just don't understand, mum and dad. You, you've got no idea. Parents never understand, do they? Yeah. Particularly when you're in your mid-20s yeah, as well. Yeah, I yeah. Did, my mother doesn't know a damn yeah. thing about relationships. Yeah. My parents are very intelligent people and very insightful people and they picked up on a lot of goings-on. Parents tend to yeah, do no that. I did not tell them about... My terminations. I've told them since, um, but I like, and that's the thing. I told maybe three people about my termination. One was my immediate manager at that time because I had to explain why I needed, you know, the weekend off. Um, I told my best friend and myself, and Paul knew, and that was it. And that's that's the thing. Like I have kept this inside for so long. And it, honestly, it feels good to talk about it. Good, good. It I'm really glad. does. I'm glad. Really this glad. is cathartic as I'm fuck. Glad. Thanks, guys. Because you I'm did, glad. you 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 went through some suffering along uh, in the history to get to this point. So I'm glad that unleashing it and letting it out can help in some regard. That's what we're here to do. Everyone's got a story, basically, and just, all stories are valid, in my opinion. I never thought that I'd go through so much in one relationship. Like there was just ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. But then the fact that it ended so amicably as you mm. said like it was it was no fighting no yelling no screaming it was just like we want different things have a nice day bye-bye and the thing though with that is that that's uh, i don't know if we're getting into lessons learned yeah let's Victoria, let's trundle into lessons learned that's a conversation that needs to happen right at the start of a relationship um when you feel like you're getting serious with somebody because the fact that the the it, it's almost like uh, i keep think having the analogy in my head of the train just got to the end of the tracks and stopped right mm. but i feel like the train was approaching the edge of the tracks and then someone switched a track on you so you did this big loop to loop before you came back to the original track of i can't have kids i want kids stop when we initially got together i i mean i was 24 like i didn't I didn't want kids. We haven't, we haven't got that figured out back yeah. then. And, and, it's, and, and like, you still feel like a child. I mean, shit, sometimes in my 30s, I still feel like mm, a child that needs yeah. to go home Absolutely. to mum. Absolutely. Um, I ring my mum every day, just sometimes just yeah. to chat, be like, what'd you have for lunch today? And she's I like, over. I don't fucking have time for this, but tuna sandwich. <laughs> I went over last night because I was a bit sad and she gave me some schnitzel because schnitzel is, is our love language. Oh, <laughs> no, it's just food in general is our love language. And she's, I just, I just needed a bit of a hug and, and. And I went over, like, sometimes I can't manage my own life and I want to go to mum for it. That's just what happens. Absolutely. Like, but at 24, absolutely, I felt like, like, I mean, by the age of 24, uh, my mother had a five-year-old. That was me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, um, my God. I know. But I couldn't have had a kid at 24, but in my 30s now I know mm. that I want them. So, like, it's it's one of those things where you can't put a gun to someone's head and make them decide that forever. But retro retrospect is incredibly powerful because sitting here, me thinking I'm in my mid-30s, I could have a 10-year-old child 
Mm. And my life would be completely different. I probably never would have met my husband. I wouldn't have the the beautiful children I have now. I probably wouldn't have studied or, you know, gotten qualifications or traveled or done anything with my life. You know, I don't know. I think everything is supposed to happen for a reason, but yeah. I think we we can all torture Trauma. ourselves endlessly with the what ifs and the and yeah, the if nots absolutely. and the how how could it have been. Uh Mayhaps. An initial lesson learned for me would be uh, don't cook your medication, everybody. <laughs> if you've got if you've got medication, don't ki- in, and you live in a hot climate like Australia, don't leave it in the car because you're only going to give yourself another pregnancy. That right? is a top uh, notch advice. Wanted, wanted. Tom, top well, the thing is, like, third, you just think, well, you know, I'll leave it in the car because the cars oh. convenient. You can, you can fry eggs in cars yes. in Australia yep. when they're just left on the street. Yeah. Like it's. It gets hot in there. Like Absolutely I essentially taking a sugar pill every day, just like yeah. completely useless. Yeah. Oh man. But it meant that I was drinking more water, so I suppose that's yeah. one thing. Um, Kate, can I ask what what have you learnt from this experience over the years? That entire, I I want to say five year period because it took me a while to trust somebody again. That's a shame, but understandable. Yeah. I I learned to stick up for myself. Fuck yeah, you did. And like yes. it was it was really hard. Thank you. I do enjoy a bit of applause. <laughs> um it was hard to kind of have somebody say to me, This is what's happening mm. and that's the way it is. Like we're going to a swingers club and you're gonna like it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes, and that's yes. what I did. I went, Oh, okay, rather than actually I'm not really into that, I'd prefer not to. I went, I need to keep this relationship. I need to keep this man happy. I love him so much. So I'm going to put myself through this and be so uncomfortable and touched by other men. And it was awful. Absolutely awful. I had the same anxiety in my chest that I had back in my mm. relationship when I had the, the, the guy who would be like, do it this way. And I'd be like, okay. Mm. Like, it's just, it's such an awful feeling. And you don't even realise that you've lost yourself until you're gone. Mm. Mm. But I mean, the thing is, I... I may have, I mean, I'm 10 years older now. I'd be quite happy in a, a swingers club because I'm more confident in who I am yes, as a person be. now. But you would make that choice yourself. Absolutely. And if I had made that choice myself, I still maintain that I would have been an absolute laugh at that swingers club. <laughs> Such a great party because I would have wanted to be there. I would have enjoyed myself. I would have had confidence and I wouldn't have been sloshy, messy, gross, drunk. It's awful. funny. This is not the first story that we've had of this podcast of someone going to a swingers club mm. saying yes and then getting in trouble for enjoying themselves in any way, shape or form. And I just yeah. want to say to anyone out there, if you are interested in going to a swingers club, that is a discussion. It's a two-way discussion that you have with your partner and if it's not a fuck yes it's a no Mm. if it's not a fuck yes absolutely it is a no that is a conversation that is a two-way street that both people need to decide and if you even get the littlest and look narcissists are going to be like not even hearing this because they don't feel when other people have resistance to what their ideas are but (sighs) if there's even the tiniest little part of someone that's not fuck yes let's go let's book it in then uh uh-uh that's not that's not, not couldn't right. agree more. It's not going to be a nice time. Hmm. Oh my goodness, Kate! Yeah. Thank you yes, for coming on. Thank and you so much for letting story. me tell my story. That was, as I said, quite cathartic. Thank you. 
I'm I'm really glad that you found some catharsis because stories like that are d- difficult to tell when you've put them in a little box and the lid can just spring off and all hell breaks loose. But to have sat on that for so many years, I I I guess I'm just really proud of you for coming on and, and telling us the story and and have found your voice and have found your happy ending and have beautiful children and. Um, hopefully anybody listening at home who sees even a hint of themselves in the story that Kate's told today, maybe just, maybe let this be just the start of that little question that happens in the back of your head that says, is this right for Mm, me? And am I happy? Am I happy or am I making someone else happy? Yes, I I know, I don't need to imagine, I know that Kate's story will resonate with our audience. So I hope it stays with you for a a day or two, everybody. It's it's an important, weighty one with all kinds of interesting little tickles of issues uh, strewing throughout it. So, yeah, ruminate, everybody. Think Mm. it over, mull mull it over, see how it applies to your life or other people's lives that you know. We thank you for tuning in to listen to Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. As usual, those of you that are, are regular listeners, if if you just drop in every so often, love it as well. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you have any F story, feedback, if questions. you want the catharsis. Anything. If, you, if you've got something that's been weighing you down, you want to get it out, come and record with us. There's no obligation for us to air it if you get to the end and decide... Yeah, it was too much. I don't feel like it. That's fine. We can you can slide in under the the guise of anonymity as well. You don't need. Yeah, to Yeah, we've come got on options. Here. We've mm. got options. We can help you. We can read the story out for you. But the main thing is, is that if you think that somebody else could get something from your story, we're here to help mm. you get that out and and write to us at ghostsofboyfriendspass at gmail dot com or go to that's not dot com forward slash ghosts of boyfriends past. Thank you so much again, Kate, for yes. joining us and sharing your story we're so appreciative and look just remember don't let anybody tell you what the fuck to do with your body ever ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There are no knowns known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.